Finance Now podcast. This podcast is purely for informational and educational purposes, and it's my way of sharing my knowledge, research, and opinions with you. I'm Anurag Birla, and today I want to start by, by talking about a deal that has been making news and headlines recently, the Microsoft Activision deal. Earlier this week, a huge hurdle was cleared in that the EU regulators approved Microsoft's proposed $69 billion acquisition of Activision. Now, wind back to just last month, the UK regulators had blocked this deal on the grounds that the deal could change the future of the cloud gaming market, leading to reduced innovation and less choice for UK gamers over the years to come. Now, it's odd because the EU approved the deal for the reason that it would improve cloud gaming. And while this is a win for both companies, the, the deal cannot go through unless the CMA approves. Now, the CMA is the UK Competition and Markets Authority. All it does, all the EU approval does, is give Microsoft more ammunition to appeal the decision. Essentially, though, what the biggest worry is, is that Microsoft are, are going to make a lot of the games exclusive to Xbox and the competition is going to heavily miss out. Now, Microsoft are obviously attempting to change that opinion, you know, given that they've just signed a couple deals. They signed a deal with NVIDIA to make uh, the Xbox PC games available on GeForce Now, which is NVIDIA's cloud gaming platform. They also signed a deal agreeing to bring on Call of Duty, um, which is Activision's biggest and most well-known title to Nintendo. So they signed a deal with Nintendo in a binding 10-year agreement. Now, in the gaming industry, as expected, Microsoft's biggest rival is Sony, who produced the PlayStation. So as you can imagine, Sony has been heavily against the deal. There's been a lot of back and forth between Sony and Microsoft regarding this deal, but but the fact that the the fact is that in the console market, Sony dominates. In the cloud gaming space, Microsoft definitely has a stronghold. To be honest, though, in my opinion, I, I don't see why this deal shouldn't go through, given the the concessions Microsoft have been making. It, it, it was quite funny, though. I mean, Microsoft were quite dramatic in their expression of disappointment in the UK regulators blocking it. You know, they went on to say things like, it's a bad day in tech over here. And, you know, how they, they went on to saying how they're losing faith in the UK tech sector and, and how the EU looks more attractive to them now. It's quite entertaining to follow all this. A uh, lot of snarky comments between different entities, Microsoft, Sony, and regulators all included. Well, I guess from my perspective, if, if the deal does go through, it would be in Microsoft's interest to have games like Call of Duty available everywhere. You know, there there are people on both sides of the fence, some saying it's very close to going through and very likely to go through, and others, you know, saying not so much. So it'll actually be interesting to, to see whether, you know, a deal happens or not. I think it, it could be a great acquisition um, for, for Microsoft. And as a Microsoft shareholder, I'd be very, very happy with the promise and potential of, of the pro forma entity. Cloud gaming is, is obviously quite a new and young industry. And I'd be happy to talk more and expand on it, you know, with a lot more research and detail in, in another episode. However, you know, sticking with the idea of gaming, I, I wanted to talk about Roblox. Uh, I know I've mentioned the company here before, and the reason I bring them up is is that they announced their earnings recently, well, about 10 days ago, 
And since then, their shares have been up about 15.5%. Now, that's great for shareholders, but let's try to understand why that was the case. So they beat analyst estimates on their top line with bookings of $774 million versus the expected $766 million. Now, bookings are what they call revenue. Uh, so essentially, it's the same thing. Their daily active users hit 66 million, which was up 22% year over year. Engagement hours added up to 14.5 billion, again, up 23% year over year. And now, now for context, both these metrics saw you know, the largest increase in, in the international and 13 and over segments, you know, leading to these all-time high numbers. What what you know wasn't so rosy about this earning release was the widening loss. Um, the loss grew from twenty seven cents per share to forty four cents per share, with a net loss of two hundred and sixty eight million for the quarter. Now this is obviously a growth stock. It's not profitable at the moment, but operationally they've been pretty solid. I mean, they haven't had too many layoffs um, given the the you know negative macroeconomic environment and the cfo did mention that you know with current trends for bookings they can moderate their rate of investment in headcount and infrastructure i think the reasons i i think the reason sorry the markets reacted positively is because revenue at the moment is is very important it's essentially their main measure of growth given they don't have profits it's it is an exciting bit of news for current shareholders, but is it exciting enough for new shareholders to open up a new position? I don't know. You know, while their revenue is forecasted to grow at a healthy rate, they aren't really poised to be profitable for the next few years. And I guess one of the red flags you may say is that shareholders have been diluted recently as well. It's so it's definitely a company I like, but you know, fundamentally, would I? You know, would I want to see more? Um, I think definitely, uh, especially you know how how they go about reducing their loss in the next couple quarters and years subsequently. Another gaming company that released earnings recently is Take Two Interactive. For for those that don't know, Take Two Interactive owned Rockstar Games and Two K Games, and you know they're responsible for for titles like GTA which is Grand Theft Auto, NBA 2K, Borderlands, Bioshock, and Red Dead. So some really solid names for, for gamers to geek out on. They, they're they the third largest publicly traded company in the U.S. Well, publicly traded gaming company, sorry. Game company in the U.S. after Activision and Electronic Arts, better known as EA. So this week, Wednesday after hours, Take-Two released their fiscal year Q4 earnings and the stock was up pre-market Thursday about 12%, so a a big, big jump. Their earnings, though, were relatively mixed. I mean, they reported higher than anticipated revenue at $1.45 billion versus the $1.34 billion that was expected. But their earnings per share was, was down about 6% at $0.63 a share. Over year over year, their earnings fell 46%, while net bookings increased by 65%. Their sales benefited from from their acquisition last year of Zynga, uh, the mobile games publisher. But they provided well, well, Take Two uh, provided pretty soft guidance for for the upcoming fiscal year, which was reflective of a challenging economy. What was most exciting about uh, th- this earnings was 
was actually the prediction for for their fiscal year 2025, which starts next year, April 2024. CEO Strauss Zelnick mentioned that you know they would deliver several groundbreaking titles, which would enable them to deliver over eight billion in net bookings, and that momentum would carry into fiscal 2026. Now, this is a bold prediction, given their net bookings last year hit just over $5 billion, which is one of the highest in company history. Now, I'm just going to let the gamer in me get a bit excited here. With claims like that, surely he's pointing at something huge. And when Take-Two points at something huge, it's just got to be GTA related. You know, could this mean GTA 6 is coming out in 2024? It obviously is a great possibility. And with such a bold claim, I mean, whatever it is, I think anyone who enjoys Take-Two's games or has enjoyed their games in the past are in for a treat. NBA 2K is probably the best sports game out there. Had someone asked me seven years ago, you know, maybe I would have said FIFA, but I truly think 2K takes the cake now. Their storyline games such as GTA, Red Dead Redemption have been huge for them and are some of the best games in history. So for them to feed... For for them to feel so confident about fiscal 2025 and 2026 should mean gamers and consumers can get excited. Now, from an investment perspective, I would say the current stock price is an excited reaction of anticipation for GTA 6. But truly, I do think their acquisition of Zynga is a great move um, long term. You know, it exposes them to the mobile gaming segment, which is not only the largest segment but also the fastest growing segment in the overall economy. All in all, I think gaming is a hot industry. I think the pandemic and quarantine were obviously catalysts to its growth, but in my opinion, that growth was inevitable. Perhaps just seriously expedited due to COVID. I think for those interested, it would be a lucrative industry to look at, um, especially the emergence of esports. You know, we already see so many gamers who stream their games live, and those are increasing in popularity with the likes of Twitch, Discord, and more engagement um, devices and platforms. Cloud gaming and mobile gaming, in my opinion, are, are segments that remain, you know, the most interesting in terms of their earnings potential. And, you know, the sheer amount of money, investments, and sponsorships flowing into into the industry will legitimize the magnitude of the overall gaming space and ultimately increase viewership, adoption, and growth even further. Now, I've harped on about gaming a lot here, but, you know, before I wrap up the episode, I did want to very, very briefly touch on an AI stock I, I really like, C3AI. Ticker symbol is literally AI. Unfortunately, they they were a victim of a short seller report by Hindenburg Research, um, you know, last month, and they had lost much of their recent stock gains at the time. Their preliminary earnings, which was the quarter update they provided for this last quarter, has helped them recover um, much of that loss. It is up 32% in the last five days, which is great news for shareholders. They expect revenues higher than previous guidance and a fiscal 2023 loss from operations narrower than previous guidance. Now, I would love to go into details about this enterprise AI company and what they do exactly. And I, I think at some point I will because it's an AI industry play and, and, you know, it's one that seems very, very exciting to me personally. Much like Roblox, they're not making money. They're not profitable. They're most definitely a growth stock, but 
in in their last few quarters they have consistently you know surprised analysts and they have shown growth either through expanding clientele you know growing partnerships with the likes of microsoft google cloud aws and slowly but steadily reducing losses they're also expecting non-gap profitability by the end of their fiscal year 2024 which is april 2024 so as i said you know overall it's it's an exciting company with with good leadership you know thomas siebel their ceo and it's a company that i'd love to research and go through in in detail on this podcast at some point however for now i guess i guess this will have to do they are they are officially set to report earnings on the 31st of may so for those of you that you know are interested in in learning more about the stock and i guess tracking its its next quarter and upcoming year uh you guys should definitely tune in I hope I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did manage to make it this far I thank you for listening. Once again, I'm Anurag Birla and this is Finance Now. Hold up. Hey. Woman, this be thinking we saw.